Welcome in, coming to you from the Concurrent Media Studio in the heart of Citrus County. However you're making this part of your day, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, through the Concurrent Mobile app or website, I am sure glad you're joining. Big time county commission meeting today. If you read Sunday's concurrent column, then you know they have about four number one priorities to tackle. There's the final budget hearing, a vote on the next county administrator, a discussion about mental health, and talking about a strategic plan among some smaller items like approving the bylaws for the Charitable Foundation. And, stop me if you've heard this, but a hurricane is coming our way as well. Although the 11 a.m. update had it uh, going across the state further east, and missing citrus by quite a bit remains to be seen as it gets into the Gulf. When I was writing Sunday's column, uh, I was trying to find an old article that I had read about one of the legendary tech founders, not sure if it was Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, or Elon Musk, Uh, but they said the most effective CEOs try to limit the amount of decisions they make in a day to no more than three. That seemed to be the maximum amount that someone was able to truly give the uh, proper amount of thought and consideration to before some things started to slip. That's a bit of my underlying theme for today's first topic, but instead of going in that direction, let's shift and approach it like this. In public relations, there used to be something called take out the trash day. If you haul your own trash to the dump, judging by the lines to the landfill, then this take out the trash day is Saturday for most people. For me in my new neighborhood of Pine Ridge, it is now Monday. And if the amount of litter along the roadways is any indication, for some people it's it's every day. But take out the trash day in PR was Friday night. No one watched the Friday evening news, few people read the Saturday morning papers. All the least important stories of the week that you know wouldn't get read, you would dump out with the trash Friday afternoon. Unless you went a different route. Savvy PR professionals started to try to downplay major stories by writing bland headlines for them and releasing them in this time slot. It would blend in with the other stories, and even though it would be a major headline on any other day, On Friday evening, it just became another throwaway piece of the trash. The county commission meets in an hour. They'll have a long discussion about the administrator around 2.10 p.m. They'll be facing a long final budget hearing after that around 5.10 p.m. And somewhere in the middle, they will discuss the future of a mental health facility in Citrus. If you haven't been following it, our mental health provider Livestream has requested that a Baker Act facility be built in Citrus, something that would inarguably help our county tremendously, from cutting down on the time that deputies spend transporting cases to other counties, to improving the services our residents can receive here at home. The facility is going to cost around $12 million, and the funding is all in place for the most part. Some is coming from the Charitable Foundation, some from the county, some from state grants, even some from Hernando County, who also has a vested interest in a facility closer to them. The remaining point of contention, which has been this way for about three years now, is who retains control of the building. Lifestream claims it must be them even if they lose the mental health contract. The county so far has done a good job of saying that it must be the taxpayers, and it absolutely has to remain in taxpayer control. 
But Bobby, you might be saying, of course it should. Who would even consider otherwise? Well, think professional sports stadiums. Those are often built with significant taxpayer investment and then turned over to the owner of the team. And while this example may be a bad one, <laughs> pardon my phone there, low budget productions around here. That was the sheriff's automated call about the evacuation orders. Please take those seriously. I have been flooded out once myself. Let's get back on track. So while these professional sports stadiums are often built with significant taxpayer investment then turned over to the owner of the team, this example may be a bad one because it doesn't have much to do with our situation locally. But take this somewhat lengthy quote from Chronicle Executive Editor Jeff Bryan earlier this month regarding the problem of ownership and his stance that ownership doesn't matter much anymore. Quote, because of the pride of a handful of people, the concern about contributing funds is bogged down about who will own the building. It would be comical if it wasn't so damn sad. This shouldn't be about who owns a brick-and-mortar building. This should be about the greater good of the community. It's about making sure that we as a community are helping provide much-needed resources for hundreds of Citrus County families who need it now. Those who keep bantering about the trivial details about ownership of the facility have done nothing to bring all parties together to get a deal in place. I'll be the first to admit that I've done nothing to bring all the parties together to get a deal in place, so I'll tread lightly with my criticism. But the person the county hires to represent its interests, our lobbyist, is also the lobbyist representing the interests of Livestream. The, commis uh, the commissioners that I've talked to say he isn't involved in these negotiations and it's not a conflict. But County Commission candidate John Murphy, who uh, was act is actively involved in the community, got asked the question point blank of if this is a conflict at the Citrus Springs Forum in July. And he answered that he felt that it was as well. So I only bring that up because I'm not alone in my concern. But here's my final concern on this. Now that the paper has called for action, no matter the cost, both in the commentary from Jeff Bryan and from an editorial a day later, there's a possibility that the commission makes a choice that they know will hurt the taxpayers, but that they won't get tagged with because of everything else going on. It's taking out the trash. They'll approve the new administrator, they'll tentatively approve the final budget, and oh yeah, all eyes on that storm wondering where your next tank of gas is coming from. So a $12 million building got away from us. Uh, all that matters is that it got started, right? That's taking out the trash. This is the perfect opening for what PR professionals look for to do shady things from the public, and it's happening in real time. I hope the commissioners direct staff to continue to hold strong in their defense of taxpayer ownership, but if they don't, I'm not sure if I even blame them. As silly as it sounds, leaders need to limit the decisions they make per sitting, and this one was probably one too far. I say this because I'm not in the anger business. I don't look for the quick one-liner that you can repeat to your friends. I'm here to give you the thoughtful analysis of a whole issue and not just the McNuggets. But this closing thought, to put it all into perspective, might make you mad. In the final budget proposal that they will hear around 5 o'clock today, a headline item has been the increase that the sheriff has asked for to pay deputy salaries. You know what else is in the overall tax raise? More money to Lifestream. Let's not throw in a $12 million building on top of it.
getting to topic two. But first, the Concurrent is introducing interviews into our podcast in 2022. If you or someone you know would like to come on the show, please get in touch with us at contact at theconcurrent.com. It's contact at theconcurrent.com to be able to let your voice be heard on a variety of topics that we discuss right here on the Bobby Winsler Show. Oh, oh boy. I'm going to get in trouble for this one. I'm hoping the second topic gets thrown out with the trash as well. Uh, On the surface, this might look like I'm going to defend the Chronicle and attack the governor, something that would cause me to forfeit what remains of my Republican street cred. But let's take a deeper look at what I'm talking about, because that's not the case. Uh, Jeff Bryan wrote his commentary piece Sunday about his family, a solid relationship-building story uh, that also selfishly is no fun for me to respond to. But the other weekly commentary writer, who I don't talk about a whole lot, is Courtney Stewart. On Sunday, Courtney wrote that the relocation of illegal immigrants from San Antonio to Martha's Vineyard was nothing but a political stunt and that it could be costly. Her evidence for this is that the costs were nearly untrackable for about a $1 million payment Uh, to a company doing the relocating of a flight of illegals that never took place. It was supposed to go near a Joe Biden estate, got rerouted to New Jersey. Uh, No evidence that any uh, relocation actually took place. And also that the $12 million that was budgeted for this by the state will not be enough to cover the inevitable legal costs from lawsuits that arise from high-profile cases like this, thus costing the Florida taxpayer even more. Our governor is no doubt the attack of baseless claims, from the kidnapping rhetoric in this instance to any of the numerous other attacks for reasonably good legislation to come before that, such as the Parental Rights and Education Bill. But he's also strayed from the man he was when he first came into office. A strong proponent of environmental issues, part of his bipartisan appeal was his willingness to stand up to entrenched interests like Big Sugar on behalf of the people. This prepared him well to keep Florida businesses open during the pandemic, but there has been a change occurring. Instead of fighting for what's right no matter how formidable the opposition, it has now become fighting against Washington, using any means necessary to score a win with one side of the political spectrum. I look at decisions like the relocation and see something that looks a lot more like campaigning than it does sensible governing. I still support our great governor. He has done an incredible amount of good for our wonderful state, but that doesn't insulate anyone from all criticism. That would be buying into the idea of moral licensing. The fact that he has done good cancels out any of the bad, which I argue against passionately with organizations here locally. I'm glad Courtney Stewart got the conversation started that, fiscally speaking, this could be more costly than what it's worth because responsible Republicans set budgets and stick to them. Also, kudos to the Chronicle editorial staff for running it, knowing that they already have a reputation for left-leaning commentary, and this hurts their overall subscription base that would only inflame that reputation, but it needs to be said. I look forward to casting my vote to re-elect Governor Ron DeSantis, but I also think these types of critical analyses need to occur to make him an even better leader of our state. Well done, Courtney. 
That's all from the Bobby Winslow Show. Follow Concurrent on social media for the latest updates, and we'll be back next Tuesday at noon. If you want to join this conversation, find us on social, the Concurrent Facebook, Twitter, go to the Concurrent website, post on our discussion boards. Bobby Winslow Show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the Concurrent website. See you next week.